You are watching or listening to episode 65 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Still not doing the spiel. Hashtag sponsor us. Dave is going to explain to us why his head might explode if the Toronto Raptors do a thing. I'm going to brag about the Dallas Stars while I still can, while they're still relevant in the playoffs. And we'll give you another unnecessary sports market report because that's pretty much what we do. And I'll give you a little bit of a nostalgia kick from the late 90s, early 2000s as part of us talking about what we did this week. So that'll be this episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Look at that production. I was value. impressive, Carlos. I like you, it. You weren't ready. I like it. You didn't know it was coming. I wasn't. I wasn't. And now you know. And now you know. So now we've got some serious guys. I've been elevating my game. I've been stepping it up. Not only do we have an intro, when the moment is right, when you're not ready, Dave's not ready, no one's ready, we can always get this. I love it. There is you no been, time that's not appropriate for that, Dave. It's true. You've been put in work, Carlos. Dude, I am on this. You don't even understand how on this I am. You don't even I, know. I, I like it, man. I like it. I like what you've done with the yep. place. Yep. All right. So let's get this thing. Let's get the show on the road. Dave, how was this week? What's going on? Uh, you know what? This week was somewhat uneventful. Uh, basically, I went back to work uh, with no students in the building. Hold on. Wait. So- Dave works for a living? I promise I won't abuse it every five minutes. But. I was going to say, eventually that will get old. It's not old yet. Not even close. I, I plan to use it judiciously, Dave. But for the first episode, like, I feel we that's gotta fair. Use, we got you. I feel that's fair. So for anybody listening, what's happening when Carlos plays that sound is you have the Rob Manfred with the lightning behind him meme. Or pic- it's, it's not really a meme. It's a picture. but It's a, it's a picture, but it doesn't matter, Dave. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So people know. And, and I'll tell you after exactly what was required to make that happen, because I did put in work. Please continue. Uh, yeah, so uh, no students in the building and lots of craziness because timetables have had to be switched around a crazy amount of time. So basically, to make a long story short, I did some healthy, health and safety training and then waited for them to give me my timetable, which didn't happen until Thursday. Awesome. That was good so, time right there. Yeah. Uh, the biggest story or probably the best story of the week, uh, which we'll talk about. Uh, maybe a little bit later was game three of the Raptors game. If uh, anybody watched that, uh, but well, I'll tell you, or, I'll tell you this, Carlos, you know me and you know that I get way too overly invested in a lot of the sports that I watch, especially if I have a rooting interest in the game. At least until it's time to abandon your franchise and then eventually be bought back by Putin potentially. Hey man, that was powerful Putin. Great. Uh, but what happened was, you know, they, the game, the Raptors were down by 10 at halftime. And I was like, screw the crap. Like Raptors losing this game. It's ridiculous. Forget it. Can I put this in historical context for everybody? So if Dave was basically like in World War II, he would be like France surrendering, except he'd be like France surrendering like three weeks before the Blitzkrieg started. He would just like start with the surrender and then be like, could we at least like bomb you guys or something? No, we surrender. We were like, ah, screw this crap. Yeah, that's probably fair, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, So, you know, I went and I, yeah, I went on the elliptical and, you know, that calms my nerves a little bit, whatever. And then I was thinking, okay, well, they've lost this game. And I was like, "Uh, maybe, you know what? I am actually a fan of this team. And I, you know, I should support them through thick and thin. So I was like, I'm going to put the game back on. For the first time ever, you decide to cease abandonment. Hold on, everyone. I've decided I will let you bomb me. I'm still going to surrender in the end. But ah, bring the bombing. It's fine. So I put the game back on. 
And this is literally what happened. So I put the game back on. Do you know uh, how the game ended? I know. I know it was a last second shot, I think. Okay. Yeah. So I, I put the game on and literally they're showing a replay of a Boston, an uncontested dunk by Boston with 0.5 of a second left. Not That's five right. seconds yeah. left. 0. 0.5, 0. 5, yeah. 0.5 of a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is my thought process. I'm like, oh my God. Well, like there's no way. But for some reason, I didn't turn the game off. I kept watching. You know, and probably the reason they, they I kept watching was Carlos, your favorite, Taco Fall comes out to guard the inbound pass that the Raptors make. Okay. So he hasn't been playing very much in the series at all. He hasn't been playing very much, period. Because he's not that good. But he's really tall. He's what, seven five, I think. Something so like they, that, yeah. So yeah. they put him guarding Kyle Lowry, who's throwing the inbound pass. Uh, so I'm like, this is kind of interesting. And my thought is like, Carlos! Because I feel you would enjoy this moment just because it's Taco Fall. And if it was Taco Cabana, I'd enjoy the moment. Taco Fall's fine, but he's no Taco Cabana. No, very few things are Taco Cabana, Carlos. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. And I think, by the way, I don't need a Taco Cabana. But we'll, I'll explain the reference during the, the end. But I have. I did. Just for you. Uh, anyway, so he throws the, and then Kyle Lowry throws like a 50 yard pass, like over Taco Fall, uh, to a wide open OG Ananobi who drains a shot. Obviously, yeah, and a related a note, the meter. NBA court is not 50 yards wide, but yes, yes, Whatever. it was a long pass. It was a long pass. And, and 50 feet. I, I think it's more than that, but not, not 50 yards. We're somewhere in between 50 feet and 50 yards. <laughs> I, I'm comfortable in saying we're between 50 feet and 50 yards. Fair enough. And, and, and drains the three Raptors win and yeah. suddenly have life again. Yeah. So yeah. yeah they so, needed they needed to win. Going down three nothing is basically a death sentence in the NBA. Well, it is. No yeah. no team has ever come back from a three oh deficit in, in the NBA. Yeah. Ever. I don't think the NBA is structured in a way with the amount with the few amount of players that are on the court and the high impact that a player can have, they're generally not going to cough up three nothing leads. Like the the ability to blow a three nothing lead, it's not impossible. I'm sure one day it will happen. But that's why LeBron gets yeah. so much credit for the championship in Cleveland. Going coming back from three to one was yes. considered borderline impossible. So three to nothing, especially like, against that Golden State team that they did it against. Correct. Yeah. So just winning three games in a row when you're down three nothing, three to one is already considered to be borderline impossible. So three nothing is like, oh, what are we gonna do? Like we're done here. Yeah. Exactly. That's fair. So anything exciting for you, Carlos? Uh, work-wise, no. Uh, I would say this week was basically people going on vacation because obviously we got the long weekend, so that's mm-hmm. a that's a big thing. And then I think some people are probably going to go on vacation next week. So for me, it was pretty quiet. I got a chance to kind of just do some of my regular work, which was nice for me. It was great. Uh, the enjoyment that I got was kind of as a diversion to myself. I go down my beautiful YouTube rabbit holes. So we'll, I'll explain that in a second, but let me just do this one real quick as well. So I did get some more pro- uh, Tops Project 2020 packages in the mail including a very special package that is not Project 2020 related that I'm not going to tell Dave about until later. We'll Ooh. get to that. We'll get to that post-show. But uh, I did get a couple of Project 2020 uh, packages, of course, in traditional tops fashion. They just threw it in an envelope and just like randomly showed up without any pomp or circumstance. Uh, I still don't have one of the ones because I know, uh, Dave, we we're, went like uh, you know a card each on a couple of ones. Those mm-hmm. ones haven't come in yet, but I think those are the last couple left now. So I think right. finally tops is slowly starting to catch up, I guess. So I think we're waiting on a Jackie Robinson. Then there's one more. I yeah, think a Fuchi right. or something. And a Fuchi, yeah. Yeah, a Fuchi of some kind. It, it'll come when it comes. Right now, I have no idea. The, the top sync just shows up whenever it feels like it. I actually got a piece of mail that came from Vancouver that was sent almost two months ago. Wow. 
it had like been, it actually it was mailed two months ago yes it wow. had taken it had, we we gen i it was with an ebay seller that i had already done business with i already bought stuff with i bought stuff before and i bought stuff after that had all arrived already wow so at that point we That's just weird. thought okay well i guess this one's lost and it would have been a shame because there were some mike Medano cards there that were out of 10. i'm like well i can't replace those very easily like mm -hmm. I, I don't know if i'm gonna be able to find another copy they don't come up all the time which but the the seller was really good about it. He goes, well, I'll refund you, and uh, if for some if somehow it shows up, you know, let me know, and we'll figure something out. I said, great, sounds good. So they refunded me. Like I said, I had ordered stuff after those cards, which had already arrived. Yeah, and even stuff that I'd ordered a week or two ago that had already arrived. So so I we couldn't figure out where it got lost in the mail between Vancouver and here. So it was weird. weird. Yeah, it was very strange. But anyway, uh, it showed up uh, randomly on Thursday. It just was there. With a bunch of other envelopes, including another envelope that was inside of Ontario that had been missing for a month and a half. Jeez. So it's like somebody in the mailroom found a bunch of stuff. Oh, like, oh, this shit should have been out here weeks ago. <laughs> Put it in the mail. It'll be fine. Like a truck breakdown in Saskatchewan or something that just, you know, they never took the mail off it. I, I have no idea. Like, uh, like I said, the other, the second one was in Ontario. So I don't yeah. know. Like, like literally it was from Thornhill to here. Which is not far at all. No, it's not. And it's like, dude, in, in six weeks or seven weeks, you could have walked it over like, easily without any, with time to spare. Um, but anyway, so apparently that was Thursday was the day when a bunch of lost mail was found. Um, so I don't know what happened there. But anyway, so that was, uh, you know, our long national nightmare continues, but at least it's closing in on conclusion because I think there's only a handful of Project 2020 packages left before that closes off. I'm not going to order any more because, for, to be honest, it's too much of a pain. To yeah. wait two months and let tops have my money for two months, that's unacceptable to me. For sure. I'm still interested in it, and I'll still talk about it when the time comes on my own YouTube channel, but I'm not going to tolerate uh, you know, tops screwing around with that kind of thing when it takes yeah, forever. Absolutely. Now, uh, the other thing that came, so now let's talk about my YouTube rabbit hole. So I was having some fun while I had some downtime, which you know was between different things. I was answering my email, fixing any problems that came up. There were a few, but I fixed it all and did all that. But during my downtime, I like to watch some YouTube on my other screen. So I was watching some stuff. I don't remember exactly what caused me to watch the first video, but um, let me give you a little background and then I'll explain what I what I was seeing. So back in uh, 1999, so from 99 to 2001, mm -hmm. uh, the channel that was Spike TV, I think they've rebranded themselves again. Yeah, I think Spike they're Paramount now? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So they were Spike TV for a while. And then before Spike TV, they were the new TNN which yep. was the replacement for the old Nashville network when they were, yep. so they were going an identity crisis. They, they were changing their yeah. branding all the time. Absolutely. Every couple of years. So when they were the new TNN, part of the thing was they had themes for every single day of the week. And on Friday, they decided they were going to create this action block. So they've yeah, got a bunch. I remember of that. Yeah. So they got this whole set of programming part of what they did. So they eventually got the WWE there for a little while on TNN. But before that, they got ECW. So Extreme Championship Wrestling was on there as their first like foray into professional wrestling, which was kind of a big deal at that time around 99, 2000. And what they wanted to do is they wanted to create that action block. So they came up with, I think, professional bull riding. There was a couple. Now, ECW was part of that block, and it was going to be the lead in to their to their main show that they had created, Roller Jam. Okay. Now, I don't know if you remember Roller Jam, Dave. Oh, Dave. Roller no, Jam. I, I can't say that I do. So good. Pure late 90s, early 2000s cheese. As soon as I got down that rabbit hole, I'm like, yes, this is the trash that I'm ready for. Is it like a roller derby where it's okay, like let me, let me explain. Let me explain. And, let me explain. Right. Allow me to explain. 
So Roller Jam was a roller derby. Yes, it was a roller derby show. And it was filmed predominantly at the uh, Paramount Studios in Studio 21, Paramount, whatever. It was also for a couple of the early seasons, they had some episodes that they recorded at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. So they had these arenas that were set up where it was a studio stage show, whatever. But they would have obviously a crowd in there that would do and it'd be it'd be a whole show. It'd be a whole thing. And that what happened with it was that basically they ran four seasons of it over three years. And it was roller derby, including some dignitaries and folks related to roller derby. But what happened with it was it was roller derby with predetermined outcomes and storylines. So it's like roller derby, but professional wrestling roller derby. Oh, it's 100% professional wrestling, Dave. They had promos. They had long-term storylines. They had, you know, alliances that got turned. People turned. It's like they were good guys. They became bad guys. And they had promos. And they had characters upon characters. And I'm sitting there. Watch. It took me like 10 minutes into an episode because I'm like, ah, yes. I remember this glorious trash. I'm here for it. <laughs> Bring me for this role. Hey that was the, that was the heyday of that kind of stuff. Cause that was the, the right. Like the, some of the best ratings, you know, WWE ever got was, was during the same time period. Right. It was, it was, uh, but the other, the, the funnest part for me, and I'll actually show you, uh, I'll, I'll pull up here an image that hopefully will help uh, convey this. So I'll explain the image for context here in a second, but allow me to show this to you because right. for a little while, it actually was pretty, pretty big for that network, especially considering the size of the network that we're talking about. Right. So here is three of the girls from the California quakes on the tonight show with Jay Leno. Yep. So you got Stacy Blitch over here, uh, Jamie Connemack, and the third one's name escapes me. But these were three members of what was known as the Bod Squad from the uh, from the California Quakes. Nice. It's also, I would say, important to note that they are all wearing rollerblades while on the Tonight Show, and they're not rollerblading around. They're sitting in chairs having an, during an interview. Dude, you have to sell the roller derby show with people in rollerblades, like yes, obviously, apparently, obviously. yes. So the but the best part about it was that every single every single roller derby uh, every single roller jam episode went in kind of the same way because what ended what ended up happening is one team would get out far ahead and then usually the other team would make would mount some kind of a comeback. How you arrived at this destination changed episode by episode. Now there was a lot of physicality to it because but there was a match race where at one point one one set of skaters put another set of skaters through tables. And of course, you get hit. You got hit with benches. You got hit with chairs. There was a briefcase brought in. There this were evil general managers. Honest. So two things I'm thinking right now. One, this is probably amazing. It, and it was two, incredible. It's so and bad. Two, and so good. I feel there's some form of copyright infringement of the WWE here. No, the thing is, you can you can do a storyline. The, the a lot of the a lot of the tropes of professional wrestling have been around before WWE really got into them. Well, fair enough. So, but it, but it was just like they took every. And by the way, this was the men and the women. So you so the so the man you had some of the guys who were featured skaters and they had their gimmicks because you had uh, Tim Washington who was the big nasty. He just went out and he had like caution tape around his biceps and he was just going to like scream at everybody. And they had signature moves on rollerblades. I love it. So they would like attack each other and it's set up for this ridiculous move. And it was like, what are you going to do? I'm going to do a suplex and I'm going to, I'm going to do a suplex on rollerblades and I'm going to drop you on your ass. And now it's the act attack and it's time for the signature call. Oh, daddy. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this is the garbage that I want right now. This is what it's I amazing. Need. How, so 
all told, how many hours do you have you spent watching that? Oh, I, wa- I watch it a little. I watch it a little bit at a time. I was, uh, I've, I probably watched like about five or six episodes, but it took me like all thirty seconds to get reacquainted with. Like, yes, I remember that storyline. I remember that storyline. I, I remember all. And as soon as I was looking at, it, yep, I remember that character. I remember, yep, Shea Brown on the on the on the uh, on the uh, Las Vegas Dice, Hot Dice. You had all these things. And by the way, there were certain characters that bounced around and I think played for every single team in four seasons. Nice. It was just hilarious. You just had the same, and they would just keep feuding. It didn't matter what team they were. If they were on the same team, they'd feud. If they were on different teams, they'd feud. Yeah. And then the that's, alliances would shift around. Sweet. And I was just sitting there like, and the very last episode was called the Demolition Derby 2001, where they had a series of match races. And this is in 2001. And the and the last uh, the last roller jam for, for the women, the last match race, was a lingerie match race. Oh, gosh. As you do. Of course. Why not? And it still ended in fisticuffs and violence. Uh, why Why do. wouldn't it? Yeah. And I was just like, literally, you guys have taken every single possible trip. It's fantastic. It's so bad. It's so garbage, but so good. I like it. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, but that was the rabbit hole I got. To. As soon as I started watching, I was like, ah, yes, I miss Roller Jam. More importantly, why is this not a DVD box set? I would buy the hell out of that shit. I <laughs> I need it remastered. The YouTube version looks crummy. Like I, I want you to remaster that shit. Put H- that on a DVD and I get will get HD. It. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I in '99 to 2001, maybe that maybe towards the end they would have had an HD feed, possibly. 2001, I think possibly. I don't know. It's kind of a tough one. I really don't think HD was prevalent in 2001. Yeah. Well, fair enough. You'd have to remaster it and like upscale it a little bit. It would look. But anyway, the point is, um, yeah. Good old fashioned sex and violence, and um, and the the, and for at least one of the seasons, one of the color commentators was Hawk from American Gladiators. Nice. He was like, dude, this like you, sir, are fully qualified for this bullshit. But the announcers were like, so if you go, I'm going to send you some links, Dave. But your assignment is you have to watch at least some of these episodes. But the thing is, when you watch it, you're going to be like, these announcers could not get away with this right now. <laughs> There is nothing these announcers have just said in the last five minutes that would pass today. Fair enough. But I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can safely say that I will watch it. Oh, Dave, 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 Dave. You got, you got, you got to get it. You got to get in the, you got to get in your good dose of the ACK attack. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who doesn't want, you know, suplex on rollerblades? Dude, there were so many, there were were suplexes on rollerblades. I saw a powerbomb. There were several versions of a power bomb. A lot of like, um, a lot of dives, and then you know, uh, also I would say spears. You gotta have some spears. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Stacy Blitch liked to do where she would do a backflip on rollerblades and then finish it with a spear. Nice. Or with like an elbow. Or there would be elbow drops, of course, random elbow drops, because you, as you do. Yeah, of course. Friendly competition, Dave. It's not friendly competition without hitting somebody with a bench and then elbow dropping them. This is fair. You gotta have signature calls. You gotta have your, uh, you know, your promo time, and you got your gimmicks upon gimmicks upon gimmicks. And I'm just sitting there like, and all I'll tell you is there is a storyline where two of the characters they were feuding the whole time. At one point, there was a DNA test, and it turned out they were half brothers. <gasps> I know. Trash I'm turbo, you, pure, pure trash. You know what so though? Good. Honestly, there's there's an element, and I was I was I've been watching some old wrestling videos yeah. as well this past week. And there's there's just an element, the theatrical element and the dramatic element of it. I just love though. 
But the thing is, Dave, I think what people forget, and this is why I always thought the WWE actually did themselves a disservice a long time ago, because they keep trying to act like they're special. They keep trying to act like they're this different entity. And what they don't realize is that at the end of the day, they're an entertainment product, like any other entertainment product. If your actors are no good, the product's not going to be good. If the writing's not good, it's not going to be good. Correct. Or if you're so over the top and everybody just fully commits to it, because when the, the whole roller jam thing, think about it, think about the concept that I just described to you. Yeah. Roller derby fused with professional wrestling. No aspect of that sounds like it's going to work. No. And truthfully, it probably didn't work because it didn't last past the fourth season, but they got the four seasons. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably surprising that they actually lasted four seasons because for what it was, it was glorious trash, Dave. It was trash. But it was marvelous, glorious trash, and everybody was in on the joke because it was so preposterous that you can't take it seriously. And because nobody took it seriously, then it was just fun. Yeah. That's, that was the key. They, they made very clear from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode that it's like, we're going to act, wink, like this is an athletic competition, wink. But at the same time, it's like, we're going to hit somebody with a bench now. <laughs> He's like, what are the referees doing? They'll give him a one jam penalty. You hit him with a bench. That's assault. <laughs> it's like, what are they doing? They're brawling in the stands. Isn't that bad? Probably. But it's entertaining. Yeah. And it was like, yes, yes. So uh, what? So your homework will be, I'll send you some links, and your homework will be to watch some episodes. And what I need to know is who your favorite male skater is, who your favorite female skater is, and your favorite gimmick. Right. They might be the same, but I'm going to need to know who the favorites are because gotcha, I've got mine, but, uh, but mind you, I watched it back in the day and then I watched it again with a smile on my face because this is the marvelous trash I was ready for. And I'm here for it, Dave, pure trash. And I'm here for it. I love it. There you go. I bet none of you were ready for roller jam discussion. <laughs> no, I don't think so, but still that's uh, amazing. So good. So good. Anyway. So, uh, I'll, uh, I'll kind of segue back over into a little bit of the sports card thing that I was talking. One, by the way, I, I was shocked that there were never any roller jams. I was going to uh, say, are there? They're not roller jams sports cards, eh? Dude, the Stacy Blish rookie card would be going for thousands right now. Thousands, probably. probably. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. It's terrible. Uh, it's an injustice, really. It's an injustice. But. Um, so segueing it back, uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and this is something I've had some fun with recently, is that uh, I've been fortunate that uh, somebody reached out and uh, got a, a seller in contact with me, and they had a Mike Medano card I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the benefit of those with video, I'll be able to give you a sample to help you out with it. So basically, it's a it's a version of this card right here. All right. So what? Uh, it's just basically a picture of Mike Medano with the A, just a uh, full on, you know, like profile yeah. no no this is just a variation of a card that comes uh it's an it's an upper deck card and they released it in that series but the thing is there is a purple version of that card i just showed you that is a one of one okay so certainly a limited card and i have almost all the other cards in that series for that year so i've right. actually put together the collection so the purple one is the last one i'm missing for that series that little sequence there um the problem that i ran into is that um the guy pulled it i think out of a box so he's very attached to it so he put it up on eBay uh, for a thousand dollars, and he's and he reached out and he said, "Well, somebody told me I should reach out to you." And I said, "Okay." It's like, "What do you have?" And then he showed me the card, and I go, "Oh yeah, I'm trying to put together that that grouping, that set, and that's the last one right. I need for that." And it's and, the only one of these cards. So he's the only yeah, it's a one, one in the world. Okay, right. That's right. So it's not like I can wait for the other one. So 
I said, okay, so what are you looking for? And then he goes, well, I'm looking, I think, uh, I think about a thousand is right. And I go, okay, good luck with that. So, and he goes, it's like, well, what do you want to offer? It's like, I, I can't offer you anything right now because if I offered you something, you'd be insulted. Why don't you just put it up and uh, we'll see what happens. But I said, thanks for letting me know. We'll see what happens. So I sat back and I waited and I watched. So at a certain point, he put up a, um, a, a special offer uh, for anybody who was watching for 850, no takers. He lowered the price to 850, no takers. He lowered the price to 700, no takers. He lowered the price to 600, no takers. And then he sent me, no, he goes, hey, you know, I, I saw some of the stuff in your Instagram and your uh, for your collection and stuff. And he goes, you know, I have great respect for the collection you put together. I'll let you know that I'm uh, I'm willing. I'm willing to sell it to you for 500. And I said, well, uh, you know, that's very nice of you. I appreciate it. Uh, let me think about it. You know, leave it up and let's see, let's see what happens. Let's let's let that play out. And it's like, okay. So anyway, uh, and then he got back. He goes, so I'm lowering it to 400. So steadily the price is coming down, 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 yeah, down, down. Of course. Yeah. The thing is that um, I'm in an interesting spot because I do want the card. But at the same time, I don't really, I don't need it. The world will not end if I don't have it. I'd love to finish the little series I'm building because that's always fun to do that. But it's mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to pay more than what I deem appropriate. Of course. I will pay. I lost. I sent Dave a, a text message like a week or two ago. I lost on a Mike Medano card that I bid almost $900 for. So I will not hesitate if it's something that I deem appropriate. But this is just a purple version of a card that I have. The, the red one I showed you is out of 20. Okay. It's not like I don't have rare versions. And by the way, I've got dozens of one of ones. I don't have one. I have dozens. Plural. Right. <laughs> so it's like one more, one way or the other is not going to make a difference to me. The value to me is that it would complete that specific one that I've been working on for this year's set for this thing. It'd be really cool to finish that series. But that isn't worth $1,000, $700, $600, $500. It's probably worth, I think the most I paid for a one of one recently was like $176. Okay. So probably, may, so it's one of those things where I'm waiting for his price to go down. Either somebody buys it, in which case, fine, good for you. Or it's like, look, man, I, I can probably do 200 bucks. The Joe Sackick for the same card went for 150. The Martin Berger went for 150. And I don't know what you remember about 90s hockey. Those guys are at the bare minimum on the same level, if not by some people's metrics, a little bit higher. Joe Sackick yeah. was pretty good. Yes, he Martin was. Berger was pretty good. Yeah. I yeah. So it's like I struggle to pay more for the Medano than I would pay for the Sackick or the Martin Berger. Fair enough. Yeah. And the Gretzky's up right now, and the Gretzky will probably go for the kind of numbers he's looking for, but it's Gretzky. Yeah, it's a it's one like, of one. Yeah, absolutely. All the purples like that are one of ones. Okay. For all the players I named off. But the point is, like, it's Gretzky. That's a different conversation. Absolutely. It's always a different conversation with Wayne Gretzky. Correct. So it's one of those things, like, I have to put it in relative terms. Well, what happens, though, if the Gretzky goes for under a thousand? Then again, we got to scale it backwards appropriately. It's like, I'm sorry, man, you're not even in the ballpark. You're not even in the range. Yeah, you're not even close. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, I think his expectations were a lot higher than they should have been, but that's not new. Like in the hobby, this has happened before. Sometimes people in the early days of one of ones, people got really excited about those press plates that were just these metal plates that were used to make the cards and they yeah. were one of ones and they were inserted in there, but there were sellers who were like, oh man, this is a one of one. It's like, so how much do you want for it? It's how I'm looking for five or six thousand. And people are like, Yes, it's a one of one, but it's a piece, it's basically a piece of metal. That's it's crazy. like, yeah, but it's the only one. It's like, yeah, until next year when they make another one. Well, and next year when they make another one. But again, it doesn't matter how many there are, like it's it's all about how much somebody's willing to pay for it at the end of yeah. the day. And right now, what he's discovering is they're not willing to pay nearly as much as he thought. 
I might be the highest bidder and he still hasn't gotten to my price. Yeah. It's a reverse so we'll auction. Happens. It's a reverse auction. It's working in reverse. Every time he talks to me, the price goes down. And I'm, and I'm not initiating. I'm just sitting back like, look, man, if somebody else buys it at the price you want, cool, man. I'm not going to argue with you. Look, man, I got one Sotos to buy. <laughs> I got, I got, I'm, I have an eye on a really sweet Albert Pujols that's going to cost me a bundle. If I'm going to do that, I can't be spending four or $500 on a Medano that's cool, but it's just going to be one of a dozen or a couple of dozen one of ones I already have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it isn't that special to me that it requires that. It's like, look, 200 bucks, we're done. You can have it easy. But more than that, uh, I got to think about it. I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll let, uh, I'll let Dave uh, be in charge of when we pull the trigger on that. Yeah. As he's well known as a as a big spender, I think you might be waiting a while. Yeah, I'm I'm all about pulling the trigger. Abs- yeah, 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 yeah. We're still waiting on the Mbappe. Still waiting. All right, let it go, man. Never. I didn't even know who that was until it came across my feed. That's what made it great. All right, so I think. Uh, There'll be more on that, I think, in the upcoming weeks. It'll be kind of fun. We're going to have some f- enjoyment. I've definitely been enjoying uh, doing a lot of different stuff on my YouTube channel as far as the content piece is concerned. The only thing I felt bad about is I kind of wanted to do a live stream this week, and I couldn't think of anything to set up. And I was like, ah, I should have just reached out to somebody and made it happen. But it didn't happen this week. I think I'm going to do something for next week. It happens. Yeah, it does. But it's one of those things where, like, actually, I was kind of enjoying it, and it's kind of a fun. It's an easy way to make content because you just do it live, and you don't have to edit anything. Yeah, you just talk. He's just he's be like, "What are you gonna do? We're gonna talk here for an hour to an hour and a half, and then we'll call it a day. Everybody wins." Yeah. All right. It's like, well, what can we talk about? Well, we can always talk about Roller Jam. <laughs> yeah. Now you you got, <laughs> got more this. to talk about. I got this. No problem. You've got more to talk about. Yeah. Listen. Once you see Roller Jam, you'll understand why. It's like, why aren't there cards for this? Why aren't there miscellaneous? Maybe swag? they will. Who knows? You never know. Maybe there will be. I think now, since everything goes old is new again, I, I, if American Gladiators had cards, then Roller Jam should totally have cards. I think totally. that's fair. I feel yeah. that's fair. Yeah, I think it's in the same genre. Maybe at some point, I'm sure Titan Games will have cards. I, w- I wouldn't think why not. It's The Rock. I'm sure you can arrange for that. Yeah. I don't go. know, man. I don't know. Well, speaking of The Rock, maybe if you get lucky, maybe he'll decide to merge the XFL with the CFL. And then create the CXFL. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I think it should. I think it'd be great. And then move all the teams to states. Why is it still the Canadian Football League? So called the Canadian Football League, but it's the Canadian division. But there isn't a single team in Canada. Yeah, but like Albany, Buffalo, Tonawanda. It's almost Canada. Buddy, Tonawanda is where it's at. You know it, and I know it. Hey, listen. You know as well as I do that we would have season tickets to the Tonawanda Whatchamacallits playing out of the Econa Lodge Arena. Could you imagine? <laughs> it would be the single greatest thing of all time. It's like, why have you merged all these horrible things into one thing? But you would have to call it the Whatchamacallit playing out of the Econa Lodge Arena. That would, that's key to that actually happening. Dude, listen. You know as well as I do that we'd be all over. Like, even if we're not there in person live stream time zoom call live stream we're doing it on the channel what are we doing I'm, we're watching the ton of one to watch call it's at a kind at a kind of stadium a kind arena and a kind field i don't care what's called it's gonna I have mean, a kind of as long as it's, as long as it starts the kind right i wonder if there actually is an econologue let me just uh look this in up no 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 like something actually named after it that'd be amazing it'd be like like how low rent do you have to be it's like you guys couldn't get holiday in 
Uh, I don't think so. No, of course not. It's like, w- w- could you imagine? It's like, what happens? It's like, picture it now. We go to Econolodge Stadium. It's like, w- so what's happening here right now? So this is, you know, part of the pregame show. So what happens? So basically, like, you know how they have, you know, like, tire races or like where they bring fan participation, whatever, you know, as part of the show at halftime. Oh, I'm very aware of that, as you well know. Yeah, yeah. But so you do something like that. But at Econolodge Stadium, the the pregame show, the fan participation is you bring some fans on the field and the way they win the prize, the way they win the, you know, the gift certificate or whatever, the way they do it is they got to be the fastest to jack a car because these are skills that are used in in sunny scenic Tonawanda. I like it. I like whoever can it. steal, whoever can steal this tire the fastest wins the gift certificate, possibly jail time, but also wins a gift certificate. I think that's a beautiful idea, Carlos. I, I've I've seen it, and I'm trying to speak it into existence, Dave. I'm trying to speak it into existence right now. Yeah, I know no. who'd be the first. I would like to say I'd be the first season ticket holder. I'd like to say you'd be the first season ticket holder. But we all know that Oaks would be the first season ticket holder. Ah, memories. True. Single it's a tier true story, Carlos. Single tier memories. So good. All right, let's talk some NBA. What do you got? So honestly, I'm just it's a question of now the East totally not going as expected, and the West basically totally going as expected, with a few things surprises thrown in for the Lakers. Right? Mm-hmm. It looks like the Clippers are gonna basically run rough shot over the Nuggets now. We'll see. It's only Probably. game after game. They are one. they are rounding into form. They were pretty dominant in that first game. Uh right. And the Nuggets are, I think, spent after their first series. Uh, but man, what's going on with Milwaukee, right? Like there actually might be a chance that Giannis comes to Toronto because I don't think he's staying in Milwaukee after this because, you know, Budenholzer, who's the coach of Milwaukee, his insistence that Giannis can only play, you know, 36 minutes. That's his max dude. He's the best player you got. He's one of the best players in the league. And you were in a 2-0 hole. Now you're in a 3-0 hole. You're not coming back. Miami is going to win this series. You're the number one seed. Who Now, granted, they didn't. They have not played nearly as well as they were playing since they got to the bubble. That's that's very clear. A really quick point on this. Isn't some of this on Giannis for not like making the call to be like, hey, dude, I should probably get in there some more? Well, I mean, probably yes. Obviously, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But the thing is, here's the thing. I don't need to know what's going on behind the scenes. Traditionally, in this situation, the star player says, if they want to. Now, mind you, if he doesn't want to, he can hide behind, oh, I'm just doing what coach says. That's fine for him. That's okay. That's allowed. I'm not saying no. But what I'm saying is, traditionally, if it, if this situation is dire, the star player, especially if they're not gassed, and I think Giannis is too young and too and too strong and way too athletic for me to believe that he's gassed right now, he would be looking like, look, man, you need me out there. Just just put me out there. Let me just go as long as I can go, and let's see if we can try to get salvage this thing. Yeah, because, I mean, granted, Jimmy Butler is basically playing out of his mind. May have yeah. something to do with those 4 a.m. workouts, Carlos. Ah! Boom. Those are the loudest five-pound weights I've ever heard. <laughs> Amazing. Incredible. That's a callback to a previous episode. You have to yes, listen it is. to these things. Please continue. Uh, right. So he's playing lights out and, and that's great for Miami. Uh, you know, I was saying to my buddy the other day, it's, it's quite possible that we, and it still is obviously that the East final is Boston, Miami, which I'm pretty sure nobody called going into this. I totally called it during our hidden episode that we didn't record. I specifically told you Miami, Boston, and you're like, Carlos, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. 
No Dave. Boston. Miami. Just trust me. And I still I think am an NBA guy. Yes, it's true. This is true. I still think that the uh the Lakers are gonna win their series. They're only down one, not one game to nothing. And Houston, you know, looked good. They played good defense. I just think LA will figure that out and LeBron will, you know, be LeBron. Uh, I think LeBron James at a certain point will be like, all right, all of you, we need to have a discussion. It's like, why are the Houston Rockets here? Because everyone one of you needs to hear this. And it's like, what? Listen to me. We're running this by roller jam rules. What does that mean? That means the fix is in. LeBron's winning. But you, James Harden, you are going to shave your beard. You're going to do whatever you have to do. I don't care. You're out. But uh, you got coronavirus. But you're gone. <laughs> Westbrook, what? You are going to lose your mind and get 14 consecutive technicals. You're out. Yeah, exactly. It's like, how do you get 14 consecutive? I don't care. Make it happen. Hit somebody with a bench. <laughs> Could you Run imagine? All back to roller jam. Hey, that's where this episode is gone, and it's also where this episode is staying. Apparently, dude, I'm not fighting it. Don't fight this. Don't fight this. We're in a good place right now. We're in a good place right now. So there, you, I mean, you know what I mean. So for the NBA, I, I really think, yeah, it, we'll see if the Lakers end up winning this, but they keep looking shady. Uh, then yeah, I would say the Lakers win. <laughs> If the Lakers win this, but they keep looking, you say, so wait, so does when James Harden mysteriously gets coronavirus, you know, uh, Russell no, Westbrook, I, see, I don't, Russell even, Westbrook I don't gets, think you need to do that, right? I don't think he's going to get mysteriously getting from, he's just going to suddenly show up to a game without the beard and people are going to be like, wait a minute. I still think it would be great if you just went with it, like make it so obvious again, go with the, go with the roller jam model that make it obvious and campy. Just be like, so you're saying James Harden got coronavirus, right? And Russell Westbrook got 14 consecutive technicals, which isn't actually possible. At this point, someone would be dragging him off the court, like physically dragging yes, him off the court. Yes. He's like, yes, yes, that is correct. And you're saying that the rest of the Houston Rockets players lit their jerseys on fire out of protests for something and then decided to just forfeit the rest of the series. Yes. That doesn't strike you as a bit shady. No, it seems perfectly normal. It seems perfectly rational. What happened? Oh, they talked to Kyrie beforehand. It's all normal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. There you go. Boom. Yes. Speaking of that, though, actually, sorry, because you brought up Kyrie. I was going to, but yeah. Go. Uh, Steve Nash, head coach of the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. How He's going to coach Kyrie. Kyrie. Oh, okay, coaching Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Steve That's Nash a is talker to me. Steve Nash is Canadian, so he's, um, so he's too polite to say anything. I think we will find that by next season, Kyrie will somehow have ended up stranded in Nunavut. I don't know how. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But I think it's entirely possible that he'll be stranded in Nunavut. And if anybody asks, he is on a quest to find out if the Earth is in fact flat. He's got to go north until he finds the edge of the Earth. You know what? I, I, as you know, our, our feelings on Kyrie are well documented in previous episodes. And I would support that 100%. I think the man needs to be allowed to do his vision quest. He needs to go and search out. Steve Nash needs to be a good mentor to him and be like, look, this is burdening your mind right now. You need to know the truth. I'm going to drop you off in Nunavut by helicopter. We won't be able to go get you after. You're on your own. You'll have to walk back one way or the other. But I would suggest going north until you find what you're looking for. Report back your findings. I approve. But helicopter takes off without him. Yeah. No. Give him some food, like a little bit of food and something so you can hunt caribou. 
Yeah, yeah. Look, Obviously. if all else fails, if all else fails, we can do this. Uh, you know, who wants to be a millionaire style? We can give him one lifeline. Being what? What? What well, are the lifelines one, in the? He can have one phone call, and he can get advice from the master of all things. You're just waiting for another uh, chance to bring up the Rod Manford thing, weren't you? I executed that flawlessly, Dave. It was good. I, it was I good. don't know what you're talking about. Like I, I got us to Vision Quest. I because got I was us- waiting to, I was waiting to see who you're going to say the master of all things. Where I actually thought you were going to go with yourself. But I am the master of all things, but this was funnier. True. Like true. Like I am the master of all things, but it was it was like I got us to Vision Quest. I got us. To, I got us to Nunavut. For God's sake, Dave. I got us to Nunavut, and 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 I got Rob Manfred in there as the uh, no, yeah. help line, and so that's. I- yeah, so I would say this is a, is a sort of sort of end point to the, the uh, Steve Kyrie. <laughs> well, no, but here's the thing: I honestly have no faith in Kyrie winning anything. No, ever. I mean, no. look at this, right? No. If you watch the NBA, if you look at the Celtics last year versus the Celtics this year, right? Yeah, I mean, they did get Kemba Walker, who's a great player, but the major move they made, the the biggest thing they did was get rid of Kyrie, yeah. and they're insanely better yeah yeah for sure because there's less dissension there's less of a problem it's like okay great he's out of the way now we can do what we need to do so if if i feel like this this actually helps their chances of winning the nba championship so yeah. that if that's steve nash's master plan then this is a brilliant hire right he's like just get rid of Kyrie, and we're just riding kevin durant to the finals that seems like a viable strategy to me i think i think so too yeah, it'll be yet another team that succeeds after Kyrie's gone. They're just trying to figure out how to do it. It's like, so you think the Nunavut thing would work? Oh, totally, it would work. It's a great idea. There you go. Speaking it into existence, Dave. I'm speaking it into existence. I, I am 100% on board with this, Carlos. Yes. Outside of that, NBA-wise, you want to talk about anything else? No, I think we're good. I mean, there's there's not too much else going on. I, I think the other thing that, that did come up, uh, and I did, obviously I should have read more into this, but uh, I didn't because, you know, sometimes you don't. But apparently players are allowed to have family members come, but only players. I believe that is correct, and I think that's uh, I think that's changed as now we have less teams. I think that's the whole deal. No, that's fair. I have no issue with, uh, yep. with it. But if you're going to – why can't you let it happen for coaches? No one cares about the coaches, Dave. Well, the coaches care about the coaches. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 50-50 on that. Steve Nash and your vision quest care about the coaches. Yeah, but Steve Nash isn't in the bubble right now. He's fine. This is true. This is true. He, he suggested to put Kyrie back in the bubble. <laughs> in the just by himself. <laughs> He's like, just you. Just you. And at the end of the season, we're all gonna they're going to go MLB model, play without fans, but fly to the different cities. Yep. And uh, Kyrie, we're just going to leave you here in Orlando. Well, joke's on you. The bubble. Oh, I'm gonna play, you, you traded me for the magic? No, no. No, no, you're gonna stay at, at Wide World of Sports and play there. No, I'm saying yourself. the jokes. The jokes on you. I didn't say he was going to the bubble in Orlando. I just said he's going to the bubble. It's like we're starting the Nunavut plan right now. It's like Kyrie, <laughs> stay here. The NBA Finals is being played in Nunavut. I like it. Are you sure about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hang with the polar bears. I need you to lock this down. Your job is to keep an eye, make sure nothing happens. These basketballs must be in pristine condition when we get back. Helicopter. I am on board with that. Like, I got this, man. I got Especially this. Especially since, you know, Nunavut is a big place. It really is. Yeah. So there are there are lots of random islands you could leave. Like, you could put them in alert. That is part of Nunavut now. Fabulous. 
right? It. Which so those of you who don't know, uh, which alert, is most everyone, yeah. So alert is on an island in Nunavut, but it is pretty much the most north. I think it's the most northern settlement of any sort or permanent settlement uh, in Canada, right? Which means it's it's almost basically if if you think of the map, the tip of Greenland, like not the southern tip, but the northern tip. So it's pretty far up there. Uh, you know what I mean? So if you're going to try and find whether the earth is flat or not, I feel that's not a bad place to dump somebody. That is what I'm trying to get at. It is like the perfect place to begin this. And after he causes dissension in a completely isolated community that is distanced from the entire rest of the planet and gets booted and excommunicated out of that, he can only go nowhere but north. Yeah. I feel, I feel this is, you know, everything comes up winning. It's uh, Just so you know. Uh, the last census that was taken, the population of Alert was 62 people. Fantastic. I so think I feel, a- you know, this is right on on the money for where this whole vision question start. I can't imagine a, a single better place. Other than the kind of lodge in sunny scenic Tonawanda. That, that'd be kind of funny if we left him there. That's fair, but too. That, that's almost like leaving him in Nunavut. But, you know, still, you know, whatever. Uh, he can participate in the ground screw at the new arena. That'll be great. So, yeah. Okay, great. So, NBA-wise, I think we're solid there. Uh, so, let's talk a little NHL because I got to do a little bit of uh, self-indulgent pandering while I still can. This is my moment. This is so, it. So, uh, I'm just going to let you go on this. Just tell us, Carlos, since you have the background up, will you be adding another year to that banner this year? Excellent question. No. Probably not. No. Like... There was no hope going into it, and there continues to be no hope because I watched that team play. Holy crap did I watch them play. The good news is they were able to successfully get rid of the upstart Colorado Avalanche on their third attempt. Uh, You know, they were up 3-1 to in that series. They were eventually able to beat them in overtime in Game 7. Yes. Eventually. I was uh, making the comment to somebody. I go, it's like the names are familiar in terms of the teams involved, but this is not exactly Patrick Waugh, Peter Forsberg, and Joe Sackett, Colorado Avalanche. What I'm worrying about here, you know, Adam Foote, you know, Claude Lemieux. It's not that Colorado Avalanche. On on the other hand, I suppose I don't have Mike Badano, Brett Hall, Joe Neuendijk, uh, Ed Belfour. I don't have I don't have Mike Keane. I don't have Guy Carboneau. I don't have Richard Matvichuk. The amount of players that I'm naming from a team from over 20 years ago should disturb a lot of you. Yes. Because when we get to Richard Matvichuk, holy crimson crap. And I haven't even gotten to Jamie Langenbrunner. Let me tell you about Jamie Langenbrunner. No, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> the point don't. is, but the point is, I got to Richard Matvichuk, which to me is like the bar that I remember that team fondly. But holy crap, this team is not that. But, you know, hey, listen, um, they had a random Finnish player who got a hat trick in Game 7. A guy who doesn't have any cards. I checked. That's unfortunate. He does have a single Finnish card, and I bought one. It cost me a couple of bucks. I left. I was like, all right. So I've got that, and I've got Alex Radulov. Radulov! Hey, I got to have my random Russian, you know. He's no yeah, Sergey Zubov. Yeah, I love it, random Russian. Well, so we had Sergey Zubov back in the day. Come on. Got to have you know, a, It's pretty much a given for for an NHL team now. You got to have at least one. Yeah, exactly. But the uh, you know, whatever. I'm trying to get into it as much as I can, but I, I this Dallas team is just so hard because I'm sitting there like, okay, Jamie Ben is there. He's doing some work, good. But I'm sitting there like, I feel like 
the guys leading the charge right now should be like the Jamie Benz. He doesn't have to be scoring on every play, but he they sh- he's the captain. Like, for God's sake, I feel like I should be seeing you front and center in some capacity here. Yeah. And we've got, you know, Tyler Sagan, who is a legitimate great player as well. But it's like, I don't know who my goaltender is half the time. I don't know who or my scoring is going to come from half the time. The thing is, they're scoring goals, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's the most random combination. Jamie Oleksiak is back on the scene. I swear they traded him away at least twice. I'm confident they <laughs> traded him at least twice. And somehow he keeps ending up back on the team. But he definitely scored a goal in this playoff. Let me, let me, whatever, man. I've got Jamie Oleksiak autograph cards. You know why I have Jamie Oleksiak autograph cards, Dave? Because reasons? Because they were random throw-in on an eBay lot. Somebody thought they were worthwhile just throwing in. They literally, I got two different packages at two different times that included Jamie Oleksiak autograph cards. Two of them. Oh, jeez. They were literally toss-ins. I bought the card, and then this was like, hey, I'll throw this in there. Here you go. Here's a bonus. No Usually way. they throw in some random base. They threw in an autograph card. That's a certified autograph, by the way. Nice. Hey, at least yeah. it's certified. Yeah, but I got two of them, Dave. I got two. That's how I have them. I have them because they were thrown in as part of an eBay lot that I bought otherwise. I like it, though. I like it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm struggling to figure this team out. I, like, I got nothing, man. I'm like, okay. I was laughing because they were pinging me and they were saying like, you know, are you nervous yet? Because it was overtime in the game seven. And I'm sitting there like, well, I'd be nervous if it was number one. I have no expectations for this team. The fact they're even in the Western Conference Finals, the last time they were in the Western Conference Finals was with Marty Turco in net. They're not the Dallas teams with, you know, Ed Ed Belfour, Mike Medano, you know, Joe Neuendijk, Brett Hall. Those teams are the teams that I have the most fondness for. But the Marty Turco era was pretty fun, too. We had Brandon Morrow. We had a couple of other players that were pretty good. That team got close a couple of times. They did get to the Western Conference Finals a couple of times in Marty Turco's tenure. It never quite worked. But we knew who the goaltender was. The goaltender was Marty Turco. He was the guy who took over from Ed Belfort. You knew exactly what we were doing. Right now, I have no idea. In 2015, they probably should have gotten to the Western Conference Final back when they were Team Taco Cabana and we all loved them. They were, you know, Uh, everyone's I miss those commercials, man. Dude, like... That was what brought you had poutine. I had Taco Cabana. That's what put me back on the bandwagon. I was like, yes, Taco Cabana. <laughs> Endless amount of commercials. Like, do you want to eat it? No, it's not the point. I just like this commercial. <laughs> and I'm seeing it so many damn times that now I'm amused. Amazing. That's why they were team Taco Cabana to me, Dave. They were team Taco Cabana to me. Now they're no longer team Taco Cabana. It's just not the same. That's true. You know what? It, it, they are really lacking something without the Taco Cabana commercials. I, I like to think that the uh, that losing Taco Cabana was really key to, key to our decline. We struggled since. We were that yeah. close. And the problem is the 2015 team. I, I want to say 2015. I'd have to look it up. I believe it was 2015. But that team was legitimately good. The only problem is I think they had you and Oaks and Net. And literally, like, we were hopeless. We would get up by whatever, and, like, it didn't matter what the situation was. It's like, the other team's going to score, aren't they? They're totally going to score. Like, there is nothing that is going to prevent them from scoring because we can't stop anything from going into the net. And it's going to be the worst shot in the planet. It's going to be a shot brought in from space that's going to go five-hole. And I don't understand how. Oh, yeah. You had 45 minutes to, to call it. It was We told you where it was going to go, and you still couldn't stop it. So that is why I can't get that worked up about the current team. Is just like, okay, well, Ben Bishop is theoretically a good goaltender. That's true. He wasn't the one who started. In the end, game seven, Ben Bishop wasn't in net. Yeah. Who who uh, was? 
It was the other guy. <laughs> who, is, who is the other guy, though? <laughs> the other guy. Oh, hold on. I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll figure it out right now. That should tell you something. I was like, I know yes. it's, it's another guy, but I don't know who the hell it was. That does, that does tell me something. All right, hold on. And by the way, goaltending is kind of important. Just so everybody knows, for hockey, goaltending is kind of important. Just a, just a little bit, though. Yeah. Just a little bit. Not like a lot. Yeah, exactly. All right, hold on here. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Antoine, Antoine Kudobin. Nice. Yeah. And the first star of the game was Joel Kiravanta, who is the one who has like one car that's from like the Finnish national team, which I now own and is on the way. But he got the hat trick. He I got the hat trick. I love it. Well, I think I figured I would document this team. In these playoffs, he's eight and five with 2.94 goals against average and a 909 save percentage, which is not terrible. Yeah. Um, but, but this it's not, is it's not great. No, not not amazing. In the regular season, he was decent. But um, he was drafted in 2004 as a seventh rounder. He is 34. Yeah. So needless to say, a journeyman goaltender who is my starter in the Western Conference Finals, and I'm hoping for the best. Hey, you know, and it is it is theoretically possible that the best will happen. I wouldn't hold my breath, but, uh, you know. In the NHL, Dave, he has never started more than 34 games and never won more than 19 in any regular season. He has 99 career wins at age 34. That is what my hopes are hinged upon. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes though, when you don't have the expectations, right? Watching it is it's it's more enjoyable when they do win because you don't have you expect them to lose, and then when they win, they're like sweet. I don't know. I look, I look forward to rooting uh, for Vegas in the Stanley Cup final because Vegas. Hey, it's my other adopted team. You know, during the downtrodden times of the Stars, I was like, I I accept you, Vegas, because I love Vegas. Yeah, you know, and and Vegas is has done quite well. And if they were the Black Knights, this would be a wrap right now. Well, you know what though, that I feel they missed an opportunity there. No, I really like, do. Rem- remember when we discussed? We discussed yes, this I whole team, this. this whole team nickname thing. And yep. like, if they had been the Black Knights, not only would they have won the Stanley Cup in their first season, they probably would have won the Stanley Cup in their second season. This would be the third season. They'd be a dynasty. They'd have won the Bring NBA Finals. Boom. Yeah, they'd have won the NBA Finals. They'd have won the major, the World Series. Juan Soto would have been on their team somehow and won the MVP. Like, everything would be coming up perfectly. I like it. I like I it. I don't even I know like how it. they got into the sport, but they won that too. And you know what? They won the last three great cups, even the one they didn't contest this year because they're under protest. But all of these things would have been won by the Black Knights. Oh, if only. Golden Knights? Eh, it's okay. It's fine. The Eastern Conference, though, is interesting. The Eastern Conference, intriguing, very intriguing, because the matchup is going to be fascinating because really uh, Vegas and Dallas are actually two very flawed teams in the West. However, the potential opposition is some combination of Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, and the New York Islanders. Do you understand how weird that shit is right now? It's quite weird. Like I'm actually trying to get my head around a Stanley Cup final. Dave, these are the Stanley Cup finals. It will be some combination of Dallas versus one of those three teams or Vegas versus one of those three teams. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? R- r- exactly. Who? <laughs> Where? 
But maybe maybe in 2020, that's kind of the thing, man. For the NHL, anyway. Wouldn't this be like the perfect conclusion of the season if the freaking Islanders won the Stanley Cup? They're like, for Brian Trottier! And it's like, why? It's like, well, for my bossy? You know what? Like, go for it. Why not? Well, the, listen, if you're in the East, you should feel like you've got... Look, Dallas legitimately has nothing to lose. They, they were not expected to be here. Again, I've got a 34-year-old goaltender who I'm hinging my bets on. I haven't felt this great. This is great, Dave. I haven't felt this great. Since the goalie tandem of Kari Lettinen and the other other guy. Oh, wow. Did I mention that my goaltending situation has been dire for many years, Dave? Many years. Man. So dire. Just, just for the record, uh, just because we're talking about it, New York Islanders are up two to nothing on the Philadelphia Flyers in game seven right now. Sure. Seems on brand. Why not? So and that's it with uh fourteen thirty nine left in the second period. So you know what? You could have it, Carlos. It could happen. It could yeah. happen. Dude, I don't even understand how this goaltending situation has been so shitty for so long. By accident, they should have found a good goaltender somewhere in there. I don't even understand how. It doesn't seem possible. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I Honestly, though, in some ways, I feel this will... I think it will still be a good Stanley Cup final. Did they decide where they're playing it? Do you know that? Uh, the... The actual final itself? Yeah. Are they playing it in Toronto or Edmonton? Or are they being I, like, I, I would jokes be very, on you, Winnipeg! I would be extremely shocked if they did not uh, play it in Toronto. I would too, but I didn't know if it had been announced or anything. I, I don't know if it has been or not, but I would genuinely be shocked if they didn't. Okay, here we go. I was looking for it. All right. Get ready for the goaltending tandem of Kari Lettinen and Antiniemi. Nice. Love it. See, but on paper, really. it doesn't look that bad. In practice, bullshit, Dave. <laughs> Utter bullshit. Yeah, you know what? It's true. On paper, you're like, actually. It seemed fine. By the way, those two goaltenders won. That team won 50 games. That team won 50 games that year. Okay? They got 109 points that season. 109. They looked like world beaters. They were really good, and they were running right up until the time they lost in the second round to the St. Louis Blues in seven, and then a downward spiral of no playoffs until basically now. Jeez, yeah. That was my goaltending tandem. Not exactly Ed Belfort and Marty Turco, Dave. Not exactly Ed Belfort and Marty Turco. Not exactly. I could have taken Ed Belfort at that time and probably done better. I don't care how old he is. He wouldn't have lost that game seven. Yeah. Well, or if you know what, he might not have played well, but he would have just, you know, taken up a goalie stick and come at people. As you do, Dave, as you do. So that St. Louis team basically lost to the San Jose Sharks, who then lost to the Stanley Cup final to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fucking Penguins. Uh, How I hate the Penguins. See, this is another bad thing that happened. I wonder if that's the year, though, that Og screwed us over with the Penguins. I hope not. No, no, that was the year the Tampa Bay Lightning lost to the uh, lost to the Penguins. Okay, fine. Oh, you're off the hook for now. But still, my goaltending was bullshit. I I needed like a mash unit. I needed. Can you give me uh, who was the emergency goaltender that Carolina used against the Leafs? What's his name? Uh, You know who I'm talking about. Sorry, say again. Which guy? The emergency goaltender that the oh I don't know I know the Zamboni driver. Even though he wasn't actually Zamboni driver at the time. (laughs) Give me that guy for the game seven. Why not? Yeah, that that was a great story too. Why not? I mean, yeah. what are you going to lose in that in that situation, right? 
I, I already lost game seven, so it's not like I would have. It would what we lose worse. Exactly. <laughs> that would have been the worst case scenario. Oh well, whoop de doo. That was the last time they were in position to get their Western Conference final. So I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, even if they do get swept. I suspect they'll win a game or something, but I like the fact that they keep putting themselves in these positions. Like I said, that was their third try to finish the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. And that no, I, would, I would expect Vegas to, to win. Actually, I feel this is quite a good chance for Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. But uh, I, I think they'll make a series out of it. I could see it going potentially six. More likely, I, I could see it probably going to five. But who knows? Right. So, all right, fellows fails. I got more episodes of Roller Jam I can watch. There you go. See, and if even that fails, you can watch you know old wrestling promos because those never get old. Well, wrestling promos are fine and all, but you know sometimes the the matches and the shows are good. But it's like I don't know, man. It's no Roller Jam. You know what? But you got what about alligator shoes, man? Look, man. There's only so many times you can listen to the freaking Ric Flair promo. I get it. We we got to move past the alligator shoes. Let's do a little limousine riding, jet flying, something, some wheeling dealing. Something. All right. All right. If you say so. We've got other options, Dave. That's we don't true. have to we don't have to go straight to alligator shoes. I know, but that's always my favorite. I, clearly, I can see that. Anyway, so uh per Dave, I'll just jot this down. Uh Stanley Cup final, New York Islanders over Vegas. Got it. No, actually, if you if you want my actual thing, do you uh, have an actual pick? Yeah, sure. I I think it's gonna be Vegas over Tampa Bay. Vegas over Tampa Bay. So you can put that on record. Uh, I'm like, I really want it on record, but you can put that on record. Yeah. If I'm going to go with it, I'm going to go with Vegas over the Islanders because weirdness 2020 is bizarre. That's fair. If it's really bizarre though, it's going to be the Islanders. Like, you know, the, the most 2020 thing that could happen is probably Islanders over Vegas in seven. That would be the yeah, that would be the most twenty twenty thing. Although, if we really want to go considering bizarre, the options that are left, of course, I still think if that's the case, if you really wanted to go bizarre, I still think it would be like Dallas and the Islanders, and then like Game Seven and like fourteen overtimes, and somehow somebody skate ends up in the crease, but only in the fourteenth overtime. But it doesn't matter now, right? Because the, the you're allowed exactly. to have the skate in the crease. Exactly. And someone in Buffalo is like, that skate <laughs> was in the crease, and it's like it's legal now. What? <laughs> It counted then, and it counts now. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I call it justice. Justice. It would only be good if Jamie Ben like, intentionally put a skate in the crease. He goes, I'm just going to put this right here. Just like plants an, it down. It's like an, for some reason, let's the, the permutations, whatever. For some reason, it's an open net goal. So he has an actual time to like set it up. He's like, I can just shoot it from, from uh, you know center ice, but instead I'm going to skate in, put my skate in the crease, and then just tap it in. Well, exactly. Like at that point, the the ideal scenario for me would be game seven, a ridiculous amount of overtime to the point that like, could you just guys just end this idiocy? Just yeah. When, when at that point, you're even if you have a rooting interest, you're like, I actually don't care who wins. I just want the game to just be over. End it. End it. Yeah. And then what happens is it is an empty net, and Jamie Ben and Jamie Ben skates right up to it, puts his skate in the crease, and then lifts his other leg like Captain Morgan, and then taps it. In. Yes. Yes, Carlos. Yes. Just done. Oh my goodness. I wish so many, uh, so often, especially listening back to this podcast, I was like, I wish the things we talked about actually a had a chance of happening and B actually did happen. Are you saying Antonio Brown's not going to end up in a mascot costume? Because I think that's still in play. I, I, I you know what? Fair enough. I believe that's that it's totally that is still in play. play. That is that still is totally. Still in play. Play. And by the way, the Kyrie to thing is also in play. 
Oh, yes, this is fair. The, Steve Nash it. is Steve Nash if, is a smart man. If Steve Nash is listening to this podcast, which he probably isn't, but uh, it's quite possible that his brother is. Uh, so you know, listen. All I got to say to you is, I'll find a way to get to Steve Nash. I'm like Steve. I got a plan about what about the Kyrie problem. We can fix this. I need you to get a helicopter, and I need you to get a map to Nunavut. Make sure Kyrie doesn't get the map. But then I'll lay it out the rest of the strategy. You know, and there are lots of, as we said, there are lots of random places you could drop him in Nunavut. Lots of them. Yeah, and if you don't want to, if you want to skip time, just like throw him a cell phone and literally just drop him. Just like throw him out of the helicopter. Don't even, don't even land the helicopter. Just throw him out of the helicopter. Yeah. I mean, and no, granted. Up. It's key. We want him to live, at least survive to get to Nunavut. Then oh, whatever, yeah. it's, all bets are off. Oh, but we don't want him like thrown out at like 10,000 feet. You know, no. throw him, you know, a few feet. Helicopters do not go 10,000 feet. Dave. I know, Carlos, but you, there's a point. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, so people understand. Yeah. Dave kind of wants to be thrown off at 10,000 feet. No, I do not. Unlike some people on this podcast, I do not support violence in any way, shape, or form on air. All right. All right. All right. Says the guy who agrees with Brian or Lacker. Fine. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, Dave. Anyway. Yeah, so I think, uh, so either way, at least I will say, the good part about all this, um, aside from the infinite amount of Royal Jam references, is that at least now I have a, I, I'm going to enjoy this Western Conference Final. I've been kind of watching the Dallas games here and there, a little bit here and there, but I'm like, all right, it's a Western Conference Final. I got to I gotta sit here and bear it. Whatever's, whatever it is, it is, I'm going to watch it. And I'm completely okay with Vegas advancing, so that's cool by me. Um, and I'm genuinely curious, like the East is bizarre to me this year. So I'm genuinely curious what happens that kind of the, so I would say it's the most intriguing combination of teams in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because Absolutely. the East is, East is a complete crapshoot and the West is going to be like, well, one of my teams that I enjoy watching is going to advance either way. So I can't lose in yeah. the West. And it's just like, what happens in the East is just going to be the fascinating part. Either way, it's teams with that have either never won or have long droughts. Yeah, right. Uh, which I think is is good for the game. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think there are any losers there because yeah, Tampa Bay did win, but that was like in the mid two thousands, I think. Yeah, let me uh, let me. See. But they're like the most recent one who actually won, and it has to be like in the yes. mid two thousands, because Philadelphia was the seventies, the Flyers in the early eighties before the Oilers dynasty, and the Dallas in ninety nine. And 2003, uh, 2004. Yeah, that's definitely early 2000s. So even for them, it's been almost 20 years. I didn't realize so, it had been that long. It, time passes fast, man. That Dude. was only like three years after Dallas won. Man, that's that makes me feel won. old. Yep. And this was in the standard deaf era legitimately. Like it actually was in the standard deaf era. It's only available in standard deaf. High yeah. deaf doesn't exist. Wow. Well, yeah. So you know what? I think you're going to definitely have a, a good and interesting Stanley Cup final, no matter what. Well, that's I, that's actually all I root for, as far as that's concerned. I'm like, all right, give me give me a fresh matchup I've never seen, or give me a matchup that I couldn't have possibly ever seen up until this point, because pretty much you're gonna get a final that has never happened before, no matter what happens. Yes, that is true. Yeah, and you've got at least uh, you got at least one team that has never won. Yeah, so there so you that's go. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Sounds good. All right, cool. I think we've covered all that. Uh, is there anything else then kind of on the uh, docket here? I think we're No, good. I think so. I feel like we should end this podcast and both go watch Roller Derby. Roller Jam, Dave. Sorry, roller, about- you know what I mean. It is it is Roller Derby. It is scripted Roller Derby called Roller Jam. 
Well, you know, it's like the CFL of roller derby. Do you want to re-edit that? And I can just, I'll just say it again. There you go. No, the important thing is I want to give credit where it's due because I didn't name off all three. I found it here. The caption up top actually gives it to me. Cindy Zimmerman is the, is the third one here. There's Jamie yeah. Connemack and that's Stacey Blitch. She Again, became Carlos part of the- showing the picture of the three roller jam uh, players from the quakes with Jay Leno on this night show. Yeah. Although I will say for a scripted uh, show, the California quakes won a friggin' lot. Like they won the first championship. They won the second championship. I want to say they won the third championship. Dynasties, like, man. Dynasties. Like, but they, they, they truly had one. I was like, so what happens? It's like, so we have the most popular female skater and the most popular male skater. Who's a psychopath. So we're going to put them on the same team and then we'll just roll with it. I'm down. I, I approve Carlos. I approve. Just wait until you get a hold of the quick shake and the bod squad, Dave. You'll understand I, why I they look, are. I dynasty. look forward. I look forward to the links, Carlos. Oh, and you'll get them. All right. So I think that'll be it for us. Uh, the, for those of you who have been watching on the video version, all the information has been down at the bottom, but you can check out the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. This was once a sports, you know, sports podcast that really is just whatever the hell I feel like talking about. We it's talked still about kind of, it, it is still a sports-ish podcast, and yeah. it's still unnecessary nonsense. It is genuinely a sports-ish podcast at this point with my sports card market report. And outside of this episode, random appearances from Dave's favorite person. Had to get one more in before we finished. Yeah. I look forward to new and different graphics that you bring to this podcast, Carlos. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But for but, now, we, we you got a good one. And I yeah. feel it's going to get lots of views. It, from uh, Like I said, we're going to be a little bit more judicious with it in future episodes. But in this episode, we have to get our, get our digs in. It's beautiful. All right. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We're obviously on YouTube on the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast youtube channel i would recommend that it's more fun it's easier to subscribe also you get you know the visuals of again me making obscene gestures of dave which everybody wins plus you got to see the bod squad now dave knows who the bod squad is and if you watch the video version now so do you there you go think about it all right so that'll be it for me and dave and that is this episode episode 65 of the unnecessary nonsense podcast go watch some roller jam <laughs>